Welcome to episode 4, season 10 of The Versatile Writer, providing support and encouragement to writers and creatives. I hope you're getting used to the new tagline. After 10 seasons, it made sense and better fits the podcast's aims. This season, we'll be taking writing-related prompts from each letter of the alphabet. Please know you can subscribe to this podcast for free and have it arrive automatically when it's published. You can also further discussions of topics I raise here on the dedicated Facebook group. The link is in the show notes or you can type the Versatile Writer podcast group into Facebook's search bar. So here we go. Episode 4, E to F. Today I'm touching on ebooks, that's digital publishing, editing, eating, equipment, environment, encouragement and ego. And in F, I'll touch on feedback freebies, friends, foreshadowing, and freelancing. Ebooks. In the last episode, I touched on digital publishing, and ebooks was a big part of it. What I didn't touch upon in that episode was that how ebooks have found their way into this revolution of independent publishing. Publishing your book as an ebook might, nowadays, not be a massive decision. Back when it first became a household name, it was difficult to imagine a world where the books that we were familiar with would now not be in our hands and instead be stored away inside a computer. Love them or hate them, ebooks look like they're here to stay, and quite right too. There are many pros and cons for them, and it would take too much time to go through all of them here, but it's clear that one highlight is they take up very little storage space. Most of us do not have a huge home, and both paperbacks and hardbacks do take up space. A side note here is to give a nod to audiobooks. Audiobooks bring another level of interest to readers. Whether through disability or choice, audiobooks have become a hot item in recent years. Like ebooks, audiobooks are generally now digitised, which means they're easier to consume. While my first choice of reading method is paper, I generally choose audiobooks when I'm working out, so a session on the treadmill might see me listening to an audiobook or a podcast. I don't know if this is the same for others, but I do tend to use different ones for different activities. Regular reading will be a paperback or hardback. Working out or ironing will be audiobook or podcasts, with ebook probably being my last choice, because usually I've spent all day typing, so staring at the screen and I dislike using my downtime the same way. What's your first, second and third choices of reading style? Why not let me know in the Facebook group? Onwards then to editing. Editing is the activity by which we can make our work flow, sound better and read better. After writing, we edit. It can feel really tough because we're using a different part of our brain for both activities. When writing fiction, we're focused on being creative perhaps describing aspects of the story using dialogue and creating people. When we edit, we have to be much more logical. We're viewing the story now from a reader's perspective. Our choice of words may differ from when we're in the zone to when we reread. Using powerful, weighty words that can progress the plot and reduce word count is not an easy task, but we do it. If we're editing right after writing, Chances are we'll miss a few obvious errors because our brain is expecting the next word. Because, after all, we've just written it, so we're still in that world. 
A big tip would be to give yourself a break between writing and editing. Hours, days maybe, even weeks. You'll pick up so much more. Also, try to read the narrative aloud. Hearing the words highlights errors, not only in the, in the grammar, but also how the character speaks. Perhaps there's an accent in the character's voice. This could be reflected in the choice of words they use and how they deliver them. Reading aloud is a huge help when editing, so do try it out if you've not done it before. I do have heaps to say about editing, but it might be best if you just ch check out the episodes of The Versatile Writer that I've done previously. There was one published in January 2020 called Intense Editing, and another published in September 2019 called Editing Process. Both might offer better insights into your own editing process. The next E is eating. I'm aware that eating ought not be a thing to talk about on a podcast about writing, but there you have it. If you're anything like me, once you're focusing all your attention on writing, you might literally forget about eating. I've said this so many times and people usually say to me, how do you forget to eat? So I'm aware how ludicrous it sounds. The thing is, it appears that once I'm heavily focusing on one thing, it's like my brain gets all its nourishment from that thing and decides that food is secondary. It's also like the thing I'm focusing on, whether it be writing, painting, dressmaking, whatever, and usually something creative. I'm getting all the dopamine I need and so food is not even on the table, so to speak. It's usually only when I feel really, really ill that I realise, oh yeah, I've not eaten today. I often get a lot of eyes to the heavens from my family. Essentially, this E for eating is about reminding yourself that if you don't feed your body, your imagination and energy levels will suffer. There are no two ways about it. The next few E's are the pretty quick ones. Equipment. Things like laptop, tablet, phone, whatever it is that you use to write on, it makes sense to keep them in tip-top order and maintain them. For those of us who enjoy the tactile feeling of notebooks and pens, do ensure you have a huge store of them, as you never know when an idea will hit. E for environment. In this case, environment refers to the space you need to create and the equipment you need to create it. I've had quite a few different spaces over the years, and I suspect you have too. I've used coffee shops, bedrooms, classrooms, kitchens, lounges, hotels, libraries, bars, fields, my car, you name it, I've used it. Sometimes those environments helped and other times they hindered. But it's often not about the outside environment, it's the internal one, us. Do you find that you've too much on your mind, that your imagination landscape is too busy to fill with new images or thoughts? I've discovered over the, over the years that if I play music, I can focus my mind better on writing. Environment makes a big impact on what we write and how we write because the concentration levels are quite different. Of course, I'm talking about myself here. Sleep and food are both hugely important to my internal environment. I wonder if they are to you too. I know some people have to drink alcohol before a single word comes to mind and yet others need nothing at all. E for encourage. This is a quickie, but also a biggie. Encouraging others to be creative, or at least get in touch with their creative traits, can only be a good thing. Wouldn't you rather be the person who encourages others than the one who tears them down? The next one, E for ego. 
First of all, ego is not the same as having confidence. Ego won't let you see your errors. Having confidence in your writing will. Although ego need not be a dirty word, the dictionary defines ego as a person's sense of self-esteem or self-importance. I suspect that highlights the difference between reasonable and big egos. We do need to have an ego. The alternative is a very dark place. I suppose, though, it's about how much ego we have is the important part. What does ego mean to you and how does it affect or show up in your writing? Why not let me know in the Facebook group? We're now on to F's and we're going to touch on fan fiction, freebies, friends, foreshadowing and freelancing. Let's start with fan fiction. For those who don't know what fan fiction is, it's stories using established characters from other stories, shows or movies. Fan fiction has a special place in my heart. It was where I originally cut my writing teeth. Do you recall the 80s TV show Moonlighting with Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd? That was my first foray into serious creative writing. I loved the series because I was drawn to Bruce Willis. Okay, okay, I had a crush on him. But back then, though, it didn't have the name of fan fiction. In fact, I don't recall it having a name at all. I also didn't know anyone else who did it until about a decade later. When the internet became a regular thing, around the chatroom era, I found a site that housed loads of different types of fan fiction, and I wrote for it, plus I read others' work too. The thing is with fan fiction is that, I believe, it can help you develop your own writing. If you've been excited by characters from a movie, for instance, you might want to use those characters and give them a situation of your choosing. The characters are ready-made and you know how they react because you've seen them do it. So using those ready-made people and focusing on your own original situation can help you learn how aspects of creative writing fit together. A metaphor for this might be, when I began driving lessons for the first time, my instructor told me what to do, but didn't allow me to release the handbrake until I'd mastered the foot pedals and the steering. Only when I had did they hand that over to me too. It was a way of taking it all bit by bit. I feel you can use fan fiction this way too. I've written fan fiction on about a multitude of shows, movies and books, including Moonlighting, NCIS, Harry Potter, Firefly and Dead Poet Society, to name just a few. F is for freebies. Free stuff. Do you love it or do you hate it? Freebies often come along as an extra treat when you've bought something or as a sweetener to get you to buy something. Usually, I give freebies as an add-on to my business. And when someone does something for me that resulted in a benefit for me or my business. But do you like being offered free stuff or do you see it as a bribe? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. F is for friends. Right, well this one's a pretty tricky one for me and I suspect it might be the same for some other writers too, so that's why I'm including it here. The word friend holds a huge amount of weight, but the past has taught me that not everyone sees friendship the same way. Thus, I've been burned a lot, which has resulted in me not entering into friendships that easily, if at all. Trust is important and I can be a pretty poor judge of character, so as to protect myself, I rarely let anyone in. This does, unfortunately, result in being pretty lonely, but I do have lots of acquaintances. Having connections within the writing community is a wonderful gift. Support is much needed at times, especially when you want to go through something in your novel that you just can't see out of. Do you have people in the writing community you can rely on? 
F is for foreshadowing. Foreshadowing is a mention of things to come within the story. Maybe a character idly looks at baby clothes while waiting for a friend to arrive for coffee. Maybe it's a subtle way of telling your readers that a pregnancy will be happening before the story ends. Maybe an offhand remark heralds the idea of a sequel. Sometimes foreshadowing works without us realising it. And it's all about our subconscious working for us, not against us. The last one for this episode is freelancing. And I've been a freelancer for years now, even when I was employed. The pluses to being a freelancer is that you can earn money on the side of the main thing you do. The downside, of course, is that incoming work can be infrequent and pay can be patchy. So if you're relying on that money, it can make things a little tricky. Freelancing, though, does allow you the opportunity to network with other creative professionals and that, I will say, can be really beneficial. It widens your reach and if you do have a product to sell, like a book, for instance, it means more people will know about it. Freelancing has helped me learn more writing-related skills too. Copywriting is one skill I learned through practice in freelancing. Before that, I only ever knew anything about it in theory and courses I'd taken. Right, well, that's all for this episode. Quite a quickie today, despite how much effort went into it. I hope you've got something out of it. And in the ease, I touched on ebooks, editing, eating, equipment, environment, encouragement, and ego. In the Fs, I touched on fan fiction, freebies, friends, foreshadowing, and freelancing. Join me next time as I look at G and H. Thanks for listening to episode 4, E to F of The Versatile Writer.